Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Steelers outlasted the Bears and stayed alive in a wide-open AFC playoff race. The Bucks seem to be drifting off course in their title defense, but is there an explanation? And what more can go wrong for the Raiders? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. For a moment, it looked like it was going to be another Bears game ending in a doink. Either way, the Pittsburgh Steelers come out on top 29-27 over the Chicago Bears. They get to 5-3, and three, still very much in the thick of it in the AFC playoff race. Joining me now from Locked On Steelers, Chris Carter and Chris I think this is a Steelers team that has flown a little bit under the radar here. How would you qualify their chances in an AFC that looks to be wide open? I mean, the thing is, Peter, is can their defense ball out like they have in a lot of their wins? The way that they played against the Browns, the way they played against the Bills, if the defense plays like that in games, they can bang with anybody. But the problem is you're going to be in a lot of games like this Monday night football game where it's going to come down to the bounce of the ball this way, the kick going this far this way, you know, just a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, and you look at those situations and you're not always going to win those games. And that's the one thing about this Steelers team. It's not balanced enough on both sides of the ball yet, but you did see the offense get up to an early lead. And there was some hope and some remnants for the Steelers that, Hey, if you run the ball and you hit Pratt Fryer move, you know, use your two rookies, rookies that you drafted in the first two rounds. You're going to find some success. I think they found some things, but they still need consistency. That's the biggest thing from this offense. Defensively, I think that they they tried to put a few guys in one-on-one coverage. Minka Fitzpatrick's been playing like double help all season, and uh, they found out that didn't work. Justin Fields made some really good throws tonight, albeit, you know, still not a complete game from him, but the, probably one of the better games we've seen of him. You're in the stadium as we are speaking right now. Uh, yep. This is a team with with Mike Tomlin at the helm that is not going to lose belief. Do they exude the kind of confidence that a five and three team and a team that can go make the playoff uh, in the AFC that, that you'd expect in those situations? There's a bit of a quiet confidence. Yes. I mean, they, like they they know they're not the world beaters. They know they're not the you know, they're not the they're not going to be a team that's going to run away, you know, run up and catch the one seed and run away with it. But there is a sense that it's like, hey, if we do our jobs like every week, you hear them talking about themselves. It's like we got to do this. We got to do that. Like, you know, last year, you know, Browns fans made a whole lot of the things of the nameless gray faces and saying the Browns is the Browns. The Steelers use that phrase. It's phrasing all the time around here when you cover them. You know, they say nameless gray faces because they don't care who they're facing. They know that if they do their jobs, they're going to give themselves a very good chance to win. That's what that's what the confidence is, is around here. That's why Mike Tomlin say whatever you want about some X's and O's or maybe some in-game decisions, but he is a leader of men, and that and, and that's what has always been the thing. The Steelers over the top. Don't forget, Peter, this was his 150th win in NFL history. Mm. Um, I think he's the fourth fastest coach in NFL history to get to that, maybe fifth. But he's all time up there. Why? Because whenever whenever the chips are down, whenever things are going against the Steelers, he knows how to rally his guys. He has built a culture around the Steelers where they can look to each other and say, hey, so what if we're down to a four string quarterback? So what if our offense is underperforming this year? We're going to find ways to win. That's the vibe around the Steelers. They're going to fight and and gut out a lot of different things. You know, when Tyler Boyd say they gave up and I believe a week three loss to the Bengals, 
it it, 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 it it ticked a lot of people off around Pittsburgh. And I think that the Steelers are starting to are feeling that in a lot of these late games where, yeah, they fumbled away a punt return. It was returned for a touchdown. Normally that leads to a loss. But you saw them, the way they rallied the offense going back on the field with 146, and they believed that they could actually get down the field for a game-winning drive. Ben Roethlisberger's 50th career game-winning drive. There's a lot of belief in this team. Will that get them through some of the tougher games? We'll find out. But right now, they're 5-3 and three with, the, with a home game against the Lions and a chance to go up to 6-3 and three next week. Follow Locked On Steelers for more Steel City football coverage. Coming up, the Bucks just took a visit to the White House to celebrate last year's championship, a title they aren't doing a great job of defending, at least so far. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need at your local chain auto parts store. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time, save money. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You don't have to do that. You don't have to give them their money. You don't have to give your money away. RockAuto.com is a family business. They serve do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. You don't know what these prices are, are supposed to be. I don't know what these parts are supposed to cost. So go somewhere where the prices are always reliably low for every customer go explore their easy to use website today and find a solution for all your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you now here's what you need to be locked on today already down one star player the 76ers may be without Joel Embiid for a few games as he tested positive for COVID-19 the basketball piece is they have a great backup in Andre Drummond you know, a year ago was Dwight Howard. Now it's Andre Drummond, who is a career 14.14 rebound guy. So if you have to be without Joel Embiid for two weeks, you have a guy in Andre Drummond that's accustomed to being a starting center, an all-star center in the NBA. So from that, there's no like immediate panic. But from the other side, I, I think I, I think sometimes we forget because sports are back and they're up and going because college football is back and it's up and going because the NBA last year um, ended up finishing outside the bubble. We forget that we're in a global pandemic. We forget that. So when you are in the middle of a global pandemic, these things happen. If you go throughout the NBA and you look at the amount of players that are sidelined right now, just look at the Philadelphia 76ers in general because Joel Embiid will be the fourth guy. Isaiah Joe is out. Matisse Thibault's out. Tobias Harris is out. And now you add Joel Embiid to that equation. And you can go throughout the league. You know, different stars. Chris Middleton was out uh, in in Milwaukee. Uh, You're in the middle of a global pandemic. So this is something that right now with the Philadelphia 76ers, last year at the Washington Wizards, it hit them big time. This is something that um, hopefully teams won't have to deal with, but it's a part of the season and playing in the middle of a global pandemic. Speaking of the Sixers, they fell to Julius Randle and the Knicks. Gavin Shaw of the Lockdown Knicks podcast here to take you through a 103-96 victory for the New York Knicks over the Philadelphia 76ers. It's the Knicks' second win in a row against Philly in under a month after they previously lost somewhere around 15 games in a row against the Sixers. 
And this one felt a little bit less significant than their first as Philly was missing their top three players in Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and of course Ben Simmons. But it still matters for the Knicks as they've struggled against inferior competition all year recently, falling to the Cleveland Cavaliers before that, losing to the Orlando Magic. The Toronto Raptors down a couple of their best players. has not been a good run for the Knicks against teams that they should beat. The difference in this one was Julius Randle. Randle had a vintage performance, not like vintage like five, six years ago. Vintage is in last season where he had 31 points, rained some threes to close things out in the fourth quarter, had a big offensive rebound and put back as well that essentially sealed this game. Earlier on, he was really getting it going in the mid-range, and that's a big deal for Randle. He's had issues in terms of his decision-making this year and just has generally looked like he's relatively unsure of where he's supposed to be on the court, when he's supposed to shoot, when he's supposed to pass, and basically everything he's done in the last couple of games has been predetermined. Tonight that all went away, he played with a real flow and was supported by a balanced effort across the board as the Knicks survived playing without Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel who went down about halfway through the game with a knee injury. And the Big Apple kept picking up dubs last night as the Rangers hung on to a victory against the Panthers on the ice Monday. Hey, what is going on, hockey fans? It's John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers here to talk quickly about what was a really tense, really down to the wire, more than it should have been, 4-3 to three win against the Florida Panthers tonight. Obviously, the Rangers were kind of getting into must-win territory. I mean, not to sound too dramatic, it is still early in the season, but the Rangers had lost three in a row coming into this, and something that had been an issue in the previous couple of games became an issue in this game as well and that happens to be the Rangers ability or up until tonight their lack of ability to protect a multiple goal lead in the third period and they got by by the skin of their teeth tonight holding off the Panthers four to three and it's hard to really know exactly how to feel about a game like this because for two periods the Rangers were fantastic they had a four nothing lead against a team that was 10-0-1 coming in certainly the Panthers showed you why they have a record uh that good 10-0-1 because you don't put up a record like that without having a lot of fight and a lot of grit, and they certainly showed that. So you do have to give some credit to the opponent, but the Rangers do have to find a way to better close out games because this is not something that can continue to be an issue going forward. Uh, but the bottom line, the way I see it, you're going to look at this glass half full. The Rangers played host to a 10-0-1 team tonight, and they got the win. And they might be off to a surprisingly good start, but the Cavaliers got some bad news on Colin Sexton. Hey everyone, Evan Damerell here, co-host of Locked On Cast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network with a quick and somewhat sad Locked On Now update. The Cleveland Cavaliers have revealed that after suffering a knee injury after banking knees with teammate Jared Allen in the second quarter and the team's win over the New York Knicks, guard Colin Sexton has torn his left meniscus. There's no timetable for his return right now, but based on just expectations and background in medical engineering. I'd say maybe 8 to 10 weeks is a realistic time frame for Sexton to come back. This is a huge blow for the Cavaliers, but I don't think all is lost. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. There's plenty still going on Tuesday night. Starting with the matchup between the Trailblazers and the Clippers, betonline.ag likes the home Clippers by three points. On the ice, the Kraken are in Vegas to face the Golden Knights. BetOnline.ag likes the home team. They have the Knights on the money line, minus 127. And college basketball returns with a battle of the Blue Bloods in Duke and Kentucky. BetOnline.ag is already backing the Coach K farewell tour as they have the Blue Devils favored by a point. 
For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to get that deposit bonus. Here is another story you need to know. Giannis and Tedekumbo and the Bucks were at the White House to celebrate their 2021 NBA championship. Plenty of NBA fans may have some questions, but once you're at the White House, they can't take it away from you. I think that's in the law somewhere. Joining me now from Locked on Bucks, Kane Pittman. And Kane, uh, this was a, a momentous day for the Milwaukee Bucks franchise. But but as we sit here for this season, they're four and six. They've been really banged up. Do, do they care? Do you care? Do Bucks fans care at this point? Well, it's so interesting because one of the funny things, and and certainly you know, covering the Bucks, and Bucks fans haven't had to deal with this before, but you're going through this right. season where it doesn't feel like a lot is going right on the court, particularly from a health perspective. But then in between, you have a ring night. Uh, then you have you know situations where players that were on the championship team come to Fireserve Forum and they get their ring. So it's and then, and then you're at the White House. So it's kind of like this never-ending celebration mixed in between losses that continue to mount for a team that has now lost five games out of six. So it's kind of a weird situation for this team. I think the excuse that they have for losing is obvious to everyone. Uh, they've had basically four starters out for the majority of the season outside of Giannis, who's been playing through. But the longer it goes on, the, the, the bigger the hole gets. So it, it's not so much trying to uh, you know, justify why their record is what it is or come up with some reason how they're going to fix it. But th- there does come a point where it's like, okay, well, we understand that there aren't players on the court, but you have to find a way to start winning a few games just to keep pace with, with some of the teams towards the top of the conference. Is injury enough to explain some of this stuff or is there you know, malaise or, or some sort of intensity gap that you can see? Well, I, I'm not seeing that. I mean, particularly with someone like Giannis. I mean, you look at this game yesterday right. against Washington. He plays 39 minutes. He's diving all over the floor like an absolute maniac, which actually is probably stress-inducing for Bucks fans who want to maybe lighten the load on a guy who's had some knee issues, uh, obviously in the playoffs, but knee soreness through the, the start of the regular season. The biggest thing for me is that obviously their offense is down. They've missed Drew Holiday and Chris Milton, so shot creation has been an issue. But defensively, they are desperately missing Brook Lopez right now. If you just look at the shot distribution from the opposition, uh, the last three seasons under Mike Budenholzer, they've been in the top two for opposition shot frequency at the rim. This year, they're well back in the 20s. Uh, teams just aren't, they don't have that fear factor. Get mm. it into the paint with Brook Lopez there as one of the premier rim protectors. And then Giannis on top of that as the guy that comes in as probably the best help defender in, in the NBA. So all of a sudden, you're shuffling the decks. Giannis is playing the five. of his minutes, he played 12% of his minutes at the five last year. So just everything is out of, out of whack. And defensively, it's just hard for them to cover those, those areas of the floor. Follow Locked on Bucks for more on their attempt to win back-to-back championships. Coming up, the Raiders have said goodbye to their head coach and two important players, all for off-field incidents. Is everything okay in Vegas? Unfortunately, I think we know the answer. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food, the treats, plenty of them. Maybe you want a yummy dessert, but you don't want all of the calories and the sugar. You don't want your stomach to churn, to hurt. It's the perfect time for a Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie, upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. You know what you could do? 
You know what I'd love to do? My family, we love to get a, a Thanksgiving workout in. You get your Thanksgiving workout in, you get your built bar. That gets you ready. That gets you ready to eat because you're putting something good in your body. You're fueling your body every time you eat a built bar because not only are they delicious, and they are, they're low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. What more could you be looking for? Something delicious that's actually good for your body. That is rare. How many things can you say that about? Not very many. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. So check the site often. There is nothing like Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. A season of bizarre and disappointing incidents in Las Vegas continued with the Raiders having to part ways with former first-round pick Damon Arnett after he was shown on video threatening uh, someone's life while brandishing a firearm. This comes uh, a week after they had to cut Henry Ruggs, who was involved in a fatal car crash, a crime for which he is now being charged and faces up to almost 50 years in prison if he gets the full boat. And this, of course, a couple weeks after John Gruden has to resign because of inappropriate things in his email. Is everyone following all of this? I know at least one person who is. It's your boy Q host of Locked On Raiders, of Locked On Bets. Q, you're already busy enough. And and this Las Vegas team has kept you incredibly busy. Uh, What is going on in Las Vegas right now? Well, there's never a dull moment, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's for sure. Not that these are the kind of moments that you want. This isn't the way you want it to go down and shake out. You want them to have really good seasons. and I mean, you just want to follow a good team. As you know, covering the Green Bay Packers, I mean, it's always fun to, to cover a team that has a lot going for them, and they got their own issues going on for them. Mm-hmm. So, But, yeah, you're right, man. It's been a season that you couldn't have scripted this. It's unbelievable. I never saw any of this coming, but here we are, you know, and – 2020, both of your first-round draft picks are now no longer part of your team. You know, I mean, you had seven draft picks in 2020, and now there's three currently on the team, and one's been benched. So, really, you got two. I mean, it's just – it is a whirlwind. Uh, you you hate to see young guys like Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett throw their careers away, but ultimately, that's what they did, you know, both of them. In, in their own selective ways, Henry Ruggs behind the wheel as a drunk driver and Damon Arnett just being an idiot. And, I mean, there's no other way you could put it. Straight up being an idiot and, well – here we are. So uh, you hate to see it, but it happens. And I think everyone says that, uh, you know, you've got to grow up and, and be a man and be accountable for your actions at some point. That's what these guys now wake up realizing. So how do they how do they get back to trying to find the balance of like, OK, we want to be winning, but we can't have this going on in our building? Well, you know, that's that's part of the credit I give for the GM, Mike Mayock, to come out on uh, on Monday and say, hey, This guy, we think he can make money in the league, talking about Damon Arnett, but he can't do it with this team because that stuff that just aired on the videos of him having multiple guns and talking about killing people is not acceptable. It's not okay. So he's got to get his life together, and it's more important than what he can do on the field. Now, I'll say he also has not been on the field. He's on IR. He's not very good. Uh, He's been shown to be probably drafted a little bit too high. So who knows what it would have been if it had been a star player that was actually successful on the field. But... Again, here we are. So uh, I think that they need to do a better job with their scouting. If you go back and look at the history of the Raiders and their drafting the last couple seasons, 
Uh, you give up Khalil Mack and you expect to get a boatload of draft picks back. And, well, you haven't really got a good in, uh, return on your investment. So that's been a problem as well. Uh, I just think that the Raiders have a lot of soul searching that they need to do. Kudos to the guys that are out there on the field and making it happen and have, have actually contributed them to, to them having five wins so far in the season. But uh, a lot of their young guys really aren't stepping up the way that they expected them to. So it's very unfortunate, but they just got to get back to, to, to what they're supposed to be doing. And, and it goes back to the scouting, whoever's going to be the GM, if it's Mike Mayock or someone else in the future. I mean, that's a big question, but, but they're re- really in, kind of in the middle of the crosshairs right now where just finish the season and then see what happens afterwards. And finally, Major League Baseball announced the finalists for MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Manager of the Year in the NL and AL today, including one man who is no longer employed. Mike Schilt, now former manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, was nominated as a finalist for NL Manager of the Year. Schilt was let go from his position less than a month ago. He helped lead the Cardinals to a franchise-best 17-game win streak and the third playoff berth in the last four years. He joined the Milwaukee Brewers' Craig Council and San Francisco Giants' Gabe Kapler for the award. Cardinals GM John Metzelik said he fired Schilt for, quote, philosophical differences. Guess they don't like manager of the year type people in St. Louis. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms. Coming up Wednesday, college basketball is back with some monster matchups on day one. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Today.